Hey everyone, welcome to Mad Sound Radio, episode number two. My name is Charlie John, I'm your host. Today's episode is an older episode that I recorded a, uh, a, a quite a while ago um, with my friend Caleb Hawley. Uh, he is a music producer, a singer-songwriter, and an overall awesome dude. Please check him out at calebhawley.com. He has a new record out called Pre-Show Music. You're going to want to listen to it. Once again, this is episode number two of Mad Sound Radio with singer-songwriter and musician Caleb Hawley. This happened because I messaged you on Instagram and I did not expect you to reply. And this this has been in the making for a while. Yeah. But um this I uh I first heard of you a couple of years ago. My mom sent me your music. Isn't that isn't that weird? She got I love great it. she got great taste in music. I mean, honestly, it's not that weird. <laughs> she got great listen, they're still musicians. They toured in the eighties for ten ten years. They you know played on my my mom was a lead singer, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's awesome. And my dad was a saxophone player. They played R and B and cover bands and all that stuff. That's so cool. Um and then yeah, ever since then it's been like it's been really cool to hear all your cause do you do you produce all your stuff by yourself? Once again, eighty percent. Eighty percent of it? And then you yeah, you'll, yeah. you'll send stuff out for like the last, you know, like mastering or something. Yeah, well, I mean what I mean by eighty percent of the songs. Okay. Um as in the last three albums, I like, you know, I've, I've done some collaborations here and there. Like I have a thing called sex tape and I, that was a yeah. collaboration with, uh, I got my good friend Spencer Stewart. And then I had, and then my, my, like, I have a set of EPs called side one and side two. And those were co that was all co-produced. That's kind of when I was still, I guess, in the learning, learning stages. Yeah. I mean, always learning stages, but always learning. Uh, yeah. Yeah, was that your first big thing, sex tape? I think it was. No, I mean, um, still the one was I, pretty big. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like that song has gotten right. a lot of streams and stuff. But um, yeah, I mean, no. I, that the funny thing about that project is it was actually a procrastination project. Like I went to Mexico. <laughs> I went to Mexico to do a writing retreat for my album sad people and and the, and i uh while i was doing it while i was i mean i wrote a couple of songs on that but then i got totally sidetracked because like it was january and valentine's yeah. day was kind of around the corner and i was like ah what if i could do something <laughs> like this and and so i mean we did that all in maybe like a week <laughs> like everything because it was all like wow. very very crammed yeah yeah, yeah. but uh yeah, yeah I, I want to talk about Sad People because it, it is legitimately one of my favorite records. Um, it, it, it's, it talks a lot about it's it's like uh, upbeat, danceable music that's also about mental health. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like it's that that's the kind of that's kind of what I like to write and produce as well. How did that did that did those all did did you have the idea for the record or were you just writing songs and then they all kind of fit in that world? Um, a little bit of both. I mean, I definitely had, I remember having like the, like the, just the album title, Sad People for a while. And so I, I, I would say I, I did sort of like, you know, lean into that, uh, depression <laughs> and, you know, but I mean, which, which honestly often through my, on my life has come kind of natural, but like that, that period was definitely, you know. For whatever reason, it was just easy, easy to be, for me to be depressed in that time of my life. But I, uh, and and also what usually uh, inspires me the most, I think, yeah. like the sad emotion. And that's because it's, you know, writing is therapeutic to me. So it's like, that's when I'm, when I'm in a sad state, like, it's more like I have to write. Like, it's like, yeah, I either, like, I need to write in order to process that emotion whereas if i'm in a better place in my life like 
I, if I'm going to write, it's only because I'm like, oh, I should write. You know, I'm not going to feel yeah. a need. Yeah. Um, wow, I feel that a lot. The, the older I get, I feel like that is like I really have a hard time setting t- setting time aside for to write. Although I know that a lot of people do that, they set you know daily things yeah, to just go in the I, studio and write. I go through phases. I mean, when I I really try to keep as structured of a life as I can because yeah, with a you know I have like well one a one year old and a two year old and with all that it's k there's a lot of chaos <laughs> and so it's like and so I'm trying to find you know so sometimes I I will find uh I'll, I'll be better about making time because that's all it really is it's always just yeah, making it's time, time it's, it's yeah. yeah yeah but you, I have to write it in I just gotta write hey, if I'm like making a schedule for myself super structured mm-hmm. and write it in the my the goal is to do um like two hours a day, you know, which is, which should be able to happen, but you know, lots uh, of man, with the, you just, I mean, yeah, you just had another kid and like, I, I was, I'm interested <laughs> like, cause I'm, I'm getting there. I'm, I'm getting up there myself as far as yeah. uh, I just got married and all that stuff. And congrats. And, uh, thanks man. It's, uh, what's the time management like? I mean, we were just talking about it. You, you just throw in the word chaos, but like, you know, you got to make time for, yeah. for what you love. Well, I mean, it just like, for instance, like take today, like we will, you know, three days a week we have like a little bit of a uh, childcare for my daughter who's two and the other one and, but not for the one year old. And so it's like, and you know, so I get up to my storage unit, I, I, I drop her off. I get up to my storage unit slash studio mm-hmm. and I'm there for an hour and a half. And then I get a call that it's like, she, this is making her look bad. I feel bad saying this, but she was like <laughs> freaking out, you know? So like okay. I had to just like, and my my wife had something else, so I just like had to run down and go. So it's like, yeah, that's what I mean by cast. As structured as I try to make it, sure, it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's always there's always stuff coming up where it's like, oh well, never mind. So imagine if you had, I mean, I didn't today particularly spend that time getting into a creative zone. Yeah. But if I would have, it would have been such a bummer because for me, it takes a at least at least a half hour, but probably yeah. an hour to get into a headspace right. where I'm actually like not where I'm actually like kind of flowing and like not judging everything and like, I don't know, get And so, you know, yeah, totally. That's the, that's yeah. And then that can be the hard part. Yeah. Does it come quick after that? As far as the songwriting? I mean, it's probably different for every song, but I think so. I think if I get into, I mean, it's just, unfortunately it's rare that I get into that, into that, that, that headspace or the, the flow of it all. It's, it's rare, but it's partially because I don't give myself enough time. You know, right. like if I, if I just was more, you know, uh, just made more of a point really to like three hours a day would, then I, it would happen more often, you know, but it's just, um, yeah. And what, and what you yeah. said earlier about not judging yourself, like that takes so much time to, to just get to that place. And, you know, even like over the years of learning to, when, when you've been writing and producing your own stuff, not judging your stuff. There's, there's always, there's a certain point for me, at least lately where I've been producing my own stuff where I need to hand it off to somebody with oh, fresh, with fresh ears. You know what I'm saying? That can be super, that can be super, can be helpful. super helpful. Yeah. Because yeah. I, um, I, I just, it's, um, the last, you know, the last little bit or whatever, we can just become such perfectionists. I mean, almost, <laughs> almost, I almost every artist I've ever talked to is, is this is what battles with this. It's like you're always yeah. battling the perfection, the perfectionist in you. You're trying to like stamp that out, and so it's like if you have someone else kind of coming at the end, yeah, 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 <laughs> they can kind of help. They can help <laughs> that, and so that's why like sometimes, even though some, I probably mix, you know, I don't know, fifty percent of my stuff, but sometimes I don't because uh, just because of that, it's like. Honestly, it might only be another four to five hours of work mm-hmm. just to mix it, but it's worth sometimes, but it's, it's, it's a hard work because it's like, it's so, it's so much like brain battle and just like nitpicky stuff where I'm just yeah, like yeah, doing yeah. nothing where I'm literally making decisions that make no difference. It doesn't matter. It <laughs> yeah, doesn't yeah. matter, but I have to. So that's why if you hand it off to someone else, it's like they can kind of do that for you and don't allow you to really do it because you can't. You're not in there, you know. Yeah. It's like, yeah. Did you learn uh, just just from doing it, or did you 
go to school for it or, or, or anything like that? I went to school for um, music, but jazz composition. And so okay. that's, you know, in a certain way, that's helped with my, like, arranging and and uh, and also, like, if I want to do, like, horns and strings, I've, I've done all the arranging on that. Yeah. And that's been good. But, um, and obviously, like, you learn, you can learn a lot in music school. And, right. But, um, but I didn't do anything production until probably two or three years after music school. Um, and, uh, and so, yeah, all like the, all that side, the producer stuff, it's all mm-hmm. really, I mean, I want to say self-taught, but it's not self-taught because I've, <laughs> I've, I've made, um, every album I've made, I'm yeah. just, I'm a curious person. So I'm just like, I'll ask a ton of questions. Any producer I've, I've worked with, right. I would just ask a ton of questions and then, so, yeah. you know, you just that's how you gotta be, techniques. man. That's how you gotta be yeah. all the time. It's yeah. Even when you're older, even like the, even when you think you know it all, it's just like, oh, how do you how do you get that sound? Totally. I want to base a song on that. I want to base a song on, like. There's stuff that comes out on the radio I'm, I hear, and I'm like, I want to do that, but I don't want to. I don't want to rip it off, but but I want to use those sounds, and I want to sure. get there as as a as a producer myself. But yeah, you know, and and I my uh, my dad is my mentor he's still an, an audio engineer and producer so he's taught me everything i know but but yeah that there's... is awesome <laughs> that is so cool it's pretty Man, sweet. As, a, as as a new as a relatively new dad that is a dream right there <laughs> i hope Wow, that is so cool, man. It's fun. It's uh <laughs> yeah, my mom's lyricist and singer and they're both singers and it's just they're in, they've been mu- mu- in music forever, but So you grew up in a in a professional yeah. music household. Yeah, they write jingles. Uh they own their own business, just them two. They write jingles and commercials and do voiceover. Wow. That's long, awesome, so. man. Yeah, that's it's so fun. cool. So, did, cool. Did, was there like a studio set up and or would they go out and do it somewhere? Yeah, no, they have a whole studio and it's uh my dad's. Uh, I learned learned on Pro Tools, but I switched switched over to Logic. But, but yeah, man, it's that's uh, interesting. I feel like most people do the opposite. Do you really? Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Well, no, like, Are you like, on? Learn, well, I use Pro Tools, but like okay. I um I've tried to use Logic because I wanted to like just know it. Yeah. Um, but it was like I remember the song I was doing. It was actually, I mean, I don't know, the, the song I might go carelessly. And I was trying, and I was starting it off on Pro Tools. And yeah. it was taking me so long. It was killing all my, uh, what is it, like CPU. workflow or whatever. Yeah. yeah. So it was just like, so I just, after that, I just never tried again. Like, I, and also, like, I'm used to Pro Tools. Yeah. I just think it would be good to know Logic as well. But I feel like most people come from Logic to Pro Tools because Logic is a bit more user-friendly, right? Yeah, it, it definitely is. It's it's really um to me it's a smoother it, it allows me to get the creativity down faster. Because oh, I'm not you know, yeah, if because I'm doing everything myself. So the the faster yeah. you can get the ideas down uh and the the closer it is to being what what's actually in your head. Um yeah, I don't know. I like logic yeah. now. It's cool. Um But yeah, and then uh well, yeah, I was I ask to, something about Well you that. you had mentioned something earlier we kind yeah. of got we went up on tangent, you were, you had asked about, um, and it's, I've been like trying to get back there somehow, but something about sad people though. You, um, you, yeah, sad people. Really, oh, you were asking about how I, how I wrote kind of sadder music with uplifting. And yeah, yeah I, that was, that was definitely, I mean, I will say out of all my albums, that does have the most like minor keys. <laughs> that's the album with the most minor key. But, um, but I did try to keep it up tempo because that's the thing. A lot of sad music is just like I don't but, know, like is 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 slow. And I saw so I just was yeah. like, oh, maybe we could take a different approach. Dude, and it's it's yeah. a it's a fine line. And I, I think I think you nailed it, man. I really do. It's it's really Thanks. well produced and well. I mean, you know, it, it that's that's one of those things. It's like I point to a record and I go, I want to produce that. You know what I mean? As that's as awesome. a young as a young music young, almost thirty. Is that you? I don't know. Who knows? <laughs> I did this to me, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, just always trying to learn. Just try like the fucking song. Uh, just, just want to be loved. Yeah, that's a, that's um, a, that's a, that's an Earth, Wind, and Fire song, man. Like that is oh, like thanks, man. killer. And like, I, which Dude, leads me I'm, back to. Go, I'm so go, glad go. you just said that, man. I've never thought about it as Earth, Wind, and Fire, but that is. <laughs> 
Awesome. I, that <laughs> makes so cool. that makes me that makes me like re that's going to make me re-enjoy the song. Oh nice. Cuz cuz I'm going to hear it that way instead so of like happy. Yeah, that's awesome. Man. That's really good. And it's um <laughs> So oh, was I just going to say Oh, I was going to ask who were, were were they part of your you know, music education growing up? Like who were you who were the guys that made you want to write? Mm. Honestly, well, so I grew up going to a lot of um, folk festivals. So I would see a lot of okay. singer songwriters, and yeah. so that was everything I do. And I also grew up in a in a acapella church, and so like I was around a lot of acapella music. So I wasn't around like like my other than my dad getting or my sorry my granddad getting me a like a Ray Charles album. I wasn't around like any R and B mm. and at all. And I don't really know where that side of me came from. Um, other than I remember we'd go to the folk festivals and like when I we were at these folk festivals, I'd see anyone with an electric guitar is who I wanted to hear just cause yeah. I, I was like, I don't know, I was in like sixth grade. <laughs> and, and so I heard this guy named Cab Mo and he was, and he was, uh, I mean, I would say he's more like adult contemporary, but he was like, labeled the blues musician and he, mm-hmm. and he is a great blues guitar player. And so like that kind of, I got super into him, Cub Mo, And then I got into this guy, Martin Sexton. And then I got in huge to uh, Randy Newman. And so not really like on like the R and B or like funk side. Right. Like I didn't, I had a Isley brothers phase in high school, just really ran and Bill Withers randomly just because yeah. my, best friend was going through it and I w- and he was like playing them in his truck. So I was just listening <laughs> to it, you know, and I was really digging it, but like, that's awesome. But yeah, man. So you, uh, so did all the, like the, did the, uh, you know, earth, earth and fire, Stevie wonder, all that kind of stuff came later maybe. Yeah, it did. I mean, Stevie wonder, I started listening. I was probably listening. I was listening to him in high school, I suppose, but, um, earth and fire. I mean, I, I think I had a phase of them, like, post college and and then yeah. you know i mean honestly i i think that is like the great i mean it's funny cuz i'm it's not like i'm not like their uh, number one fan or like that's not like I, i'm not like a i love their music yeah i love their music but it's not my favorite band but i will say i think they are the greatest band like i okay. i think they are mind blowing like yeah yeah like and by the way like I'm not saying like, oh, it's not my favorite. Like, actually, yeah. I don't like it. No, I love Earth, Wind, and Fire. I'm, but um, I, but as far as like musicianship, songwriting, everything, I mean, I just like. And for how long they've been doing it, you know? Yeah, yeah, that too. Yeah. Uh, well, who, who's your go-to band nowadays or artist? Um, I mean, I've been. This is the guy I've been preaching for probably three or four years, hmm. and I he's always the first person that comes to my mind. His name's Lewis Taylor. Okay, and. Um, a lot of people don't know him. He was hugely influential to uh, D'Angelo, apparently. Wow. Um, and and like he, he's retired, but he put out this this self titled album in 1996, and it just could be from any time period. It could be from today. Yeah. It could be, and it is like it's my like I, I like. Is I it wish, is it R and B? It, yeah, I would say it's like psychedelic R and B, and it's, um, and that's why they say it like didn't take off because basically it was on a label and like yeah whatever, but like it didn't take off because it was like too soulful for the psychedelic world, but too psychedelic for the soulful world. Oh, that's just like sure. I just like scoured the internet for, about this guy because <laughs> there's very little about him, right. and more more has come up in the last two years. I've just seen random like YouTube videos, and. I, I mean, as a producer, you, I, this dude. I mean, I this is all this is all just stuff I've heard, but apparently he played everything on it, like right. And but even, I mean, just yeah, the musicianship is just mind-boggling. Have you heard? Sure. By the way, I didn't even ask. Have you heard of him? No, I never. I'm gonna go check oh, him yeah. out after the, after Please, the show yeah. for sure. L e w i s. Wow, Taylor. Lewis Taylor. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Do you speaking of? Do you you do everything yourself? Uh, play everything synths and I do for the most. I, I keep on going back to this for 70, the most percent. Yeah, yeah. Um, I like doing that um, because, nor I mean, 
I mean, I, I like doing it that way just because then I can, usually it's just out of necessity. It's like, oh, I, yeah. ha- I have this stuff here. Right. Like, I don't want to, I'm not going to have someone over and play it because I definitely could have someone over sure. and play it much better than me. <laughs> like, you know, at least sure. on, on like keys and bass. But normally, um, normally on, on drums, if I do, if I record drums, I almost always uh, have a drummer. Oftentimes, oh, yeah. Jordan, you, Jordan oh, so, oh, so w- whenever you have drums, you will use a live drummer? So you mean? Yeah, I mean, I mix it up. Sometimes, like, some of my songs, like, on Sad People, for instance, like, I bet there's live drums on, like, eight of those 11 tracks. But, oh, cool. like, but you wouldn't necessarily, like, I'll put in triggers and all that stuff, you know? And, like, yeah. sometimes I don't have it feeling like a it doesn't necessarily feel like a live kit so much. Um, it's not in the pocket you know, enough. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean like, I, I just find, I just find that like, like I have live drums on, on even just want to be loved, but like on mixed in with fake drums. And so it's like, that's what I you love. might not hear it that way. Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah. That's really sweet. Um, I want to go back to when, when you start, how long have you been doing this now? Um, um, Producing music, right? Just like playing just music, just playing music. Oh, 20, coming up on 25 years. So, started, wow. Yeah, yeah. So you started 36. young. I, I'm 36 and I started when I was. Started when you were 11. Uh, yeah, you know, 11 wow. or 12. And, and um, yeah, but I mean, yeah, that's insane. That is totally insane. But, you know, it's pretty early. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. early. Yeah. Well, yeah. well, yeah, I mean, I mean, I just was thinking that's a long, that's just, 25 years, it seems like just yeah. such a long time. It's a big number. Uh, but I, um, but yeah, I mean, started off, you know, and I, I had my first chance to perform and that was, that was like essentially like heroin and, I've, and mm-hmm. that was, you know, that was it. I yep. was like, I'm never, <laughs> never going to do, do this. Yeah. Yeah. Well, then, so, then, uh, so were you just doing guitar and vocal kind of thing? Just yeah. When I started out, I wanted to play drums and in my, Parents were like, I really wanted to do drums, but then they got a guitar for my for for Christmas. They got like Christmas and my birthday. They got me this drum set, but they got a guitar for my brother. Yeah, and then we both ended up taking guitar lessons, nice. and I just accelerated in that. And so guitar was my thing, like vocals. Right. I never thought of myself as a vocalist. I mean, I would sing because <clears throat> I was um, I sang because I wanted to be on stage and. It was yeah better to have, have like I didn't want to just be in an instrumental band, but right. really like oh, the singing was just a necessity, and um, and like I didn't do any singing in, in college, hmm. and then when I right when I finished up, I had I mean I sang a you know I had a right when I when I finished up and decided oh I want to start doing music, and just had no clue what I was doing right. I just, I knew what I could afford, which was, you know, a, just me on an acoustic guitar in a van, you know, like, yeah, that was what I could do. So it, it huh. so I kind of went to more, you know, so I started singing from that and, yeah, you know, I don't know. Like, the do, singing, do you, I, do you I, still I, feel like that as far as being a vocalist or, so or not, weird, not being a vocalist or I don't anymore. I would say I was probably 20 six or something yeah. when I was like when I was like oh, I guess I'm a sing when I <laughs> when I would have more kind of more people talk about my singing than guitar playing and so I was yeah and so I was like okay I guess I'm a singer and then honestly nowadays sometimes I feel like more of a singer than a guitar player but maybe more of a producer all o- overall yeah because that's it's where you spend the most time and, and absolutely like, you know, like I, I haven't really practiced guitar now in like 10 right. years, but I'm always producing, you know. Who were you, uh, were you trying to model your voice after anybody or like, or is it just what, what came out? And you when I, worked? when I first started, I totally copied this guy, Martin Sexton, like just okay. copy, like everything, yeah. you know, when I was, when I was in like high school and stuff. And then, yeah. and then, um. Uh, and then I, I don't, I don't really know hmm. that I was like trying to mimic or sound like anyone in particular. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I then I, I would then I went through 
I mean, I've gone through different, but I've gone through different phases, you know? Right. And, um, and then, and then I just had, uh, you know, in like my twenties and stuff had like a lot of like just drinking issues and such. Uh-huh. And that kind of like ruined, I'm not, I shouldn't say ruined, but just messed my voice up and kind of like, um, uh, I lo- it lost its, um, it lost its innocence. <laughs> That's you a know? good thing. I mean, <laughs> hey man, I listen to your voice now, and I'm like, God, it's it's great. I mean, it's really really great. The the whatever tone you found is killer. It's it's really really good. Oh, thanks. I I um, yeah. I mean, it's it's. I, I look at my voice like it's less reliable than it, than it once was. Like I don't okay, yeah. have have faith in it as much. Like, but um, but it had maybe has more character than, you know, when I, yeah. I actually can't go back and listen to stuff like pre 25. I can't listen to it. <laughs> yeah. I just, I, I just did it. I was just like, yeah, I just hate the sound of my voice. <laughs> yeah. It's not easy to, it, it takes a while before you get used to your own, you know, I, I hate the sound of my talking voice, but I could listen to myself sing all day just because I've learned how to do it from doing it. Sure. So much. Yeah, totally. I mean, um, but yeah, absolutely. yeah, it's, it's really weird. I mean, um, so when you were first starting, so did you play at 11 or like, did you play out or no, you just I was started just learning? Doing, I mean, yeah, I was like, also just had like, I, I mean, I wasn't playing out at, 12, at 11. I think I played my first gig when I was like 13 and then, but then in high school, like I was hustling, like just like sending CDs and stuff to bars, and I grew up in mainly like the twin Minneapolis-St. Paul area suburbs. Okay. And I would, I went through the phone book, you know, because this is huh. yeah oh, almost twenty years ago. Went through the phone book, just looked up all the bars, would call them, ask if they had music. If they had music, I'd send them a press pa- press sure. kit. And uh, I mean, I think it's. I look back, and I'm I'm guess I'm proud of that because it. Because I was like 16, yeah, and I was just like, "That's really smart." Take, that's really taking upon myself, yeah. to to do it, and so you know, um, so yeah, I mean, I've been definitely performing since high school because of that. But right, how long you been in New York? Um, well, I moved here when I was 21, 15 years, and uh, was that something that you just wanted to do for the music or yeah, for, for the scene? Yeah, definitely. We weren't sure we would stay here. Like my my wife and I got married and then moved here three days later, and then um, and she was partially because she was at she was still in college and she was like finishing up. She went to school in Nashville, but did a semester in New York, and so you know we found a spot and and I was I was definitely interested in New York. You know, I thought it was a really cool city, and and I kind of was thinking between LA, New York and Nashville that I was going to choose sure. one of those, you know? And, um, but I, I really dug it. And then we actually were here for like four months. Then we d- went to Nashville for four months, mm-hmm. but then we wanted to come back to New York and, and, um, I really love it. I'm not like, <laughs> it's hard to imagine myself being here the rest of my life, but, yeah. um, but also like, I don't you know. Do you I don't think- need to imagine that. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Do you think it's a it's an it's an upgrade like uh in your for music just being in a New York or Nashville or LA nowadays? You know what I mean? Like nowadays? I, I've been I've been thinking about Nashville moving there forever and I just, you know. To be honest, I, like it's not that far from me, but you know. Yeah, totally. Yeah. To be honest, nowadays I don't really think it matters because there's a whole world within the internet. Right. If there's a I mean like Yeah. I I, I can I can like look back at and anything that is good, anything good that's happened to me through music has has happened through connections in New York. But that's also just that's because that's where I've lived, you know. Right. Um, it's not, you know, maybe as easy to be connected in certain cities, but yeah. Uh, but but also, I mean. There's just the internet, so you can kind of, it can just be virtual. There's always there was always something to me about like just being in a in a better scene, like just being like shoulder to shoulder with guys that were better than you. Like, is that something that you find in New York? Must be. Yeah, I mean, of course. Yeah, I mean, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. 
it was special. Like, yeah, absolutely. There's so much inspiration and, and so many people where it's like, wow, you destroy me. But at the same yeah. time, like, I kind of wonder if that's, if we get this thing in our head that like, that's like in New York, but like right. reality is like, I've gone to other cities and been like very impressed by the musicianship. Yeah. Like we, we just have this tendency to think, Oh, it's New York. So it must be the best. But like, hmm. I, I don't weird. I think that there are actually, I mean, there are amazing musicians everywhere. Right. Some of them are, are amazing. They just didn't, they decided that they wanted to stay in their hometown, you know, like, yeah. And I mean, I think Jimi Hendrix has a quote. He's like the best, they asked me like the best guitar player was. And he was like, it's just someone in his garage somewhere, you know? <laughs> yeah. You know, Cause I mean, yeah, so, that's cool. Yeah. So, you know, know, and what's, what's weird about that is I'm finding a lot of that on TikTok, which I'm a f- officially now on. Cause I have to be sure. Yeah. 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 Uh, <laughs> but there is so much good talent out there and maybe, <laughs> you know, they're working a full job. They're not necessarily pursuing it full time. Just, you know, but they're yeah. out there, you know. They're not necessarily in L.A., Nashville, or because L.A., man. I mean, you've been out there. I mean, it's just sprawling. It's so hum. It's so big. It's or yeah. Cal- California is just so big. And I agree. Yeah, that's that's what. Even though New York is, you know, New York and has a ton of people and all this stuff, like, yeah, it feels less sprawling. It feel it feels. I mean, it is less sprawling, and I mean, L.A. is just a totally different kind of city, and. And uh, I mean, I've definitely contemplated moving there a bunch. I think all musicians in New York do a little bit, but, right. but um, yeah, I, I don't know. Uh, I don't think I'd. I think if I moved New York, I, I would leave. Uh, I would go for somewhere like a little less intense and. and yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, are you back uh, touring, playing, playing out after the? Yeah, I've been doing a, well, just some opening stuff. I haven't really actively been trying to set up a tour, um, mm-hmm. but I, I mean, I definitely plan to in 2022. It's just one of those things that, you know, like I said earlier, like I got in this to play music, and I couldn't ever imagine not yeah. playing music. But the pandemic forced forced that, and so and now that it's been. I mean, I've played, you know, some shows, right? But I've punched the brakes a bit on touring. It's like it's sort of hard to get the it up and running again because, um, yeah, it's it's it the shows. I want to do that. It's not that. It's the it's everything everything else. else. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Literally, yeah, everything else when you're not on stage. I mean, yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, I, I mean, I, and you even you had a kid during the pandemic. Like that mm-hmm. must have been just ridiculous. Yeah, so we have two. I mean, it was it was, yeah, we had we had one like right right before, and then and then yeah, one, one right during, before, you know, oh yeah, 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 and they're wow. they're both adopted, and they, and um, yeah, and it's awesome, and so that is definitely another <laughs> another piece of it as well. It's like yeah, it's like if I'm gonna, I, I just have to be very wise with with the choices on on setting up a tour and all that sure. stuff. So, um, cause it's not easy right now, but I, in a couple of years it'll be easier, but I, um, yeah. but I, uh, yeah, but I, I really do want to, and I've, and I've, have gotten to do some like openers this right. fall and that's been really cool. That's cool. What it, cause yeah. you never toured for circular thing was your latest record. Mm-hmm. Is that correct? Yeah. You never did it. Did you never do a tour for that? One. I never did tour, and to be honest, I don't know that I ever will. <laughs> I just don't know because yeah. I think I, I won't ever do like a circular thing tour because it's it's now been a year and a month since it came out, and so mm. you know I um I want to um I mean my goal is to be making more music, and I'm I'm honestly like I'm I definitely I'm I'm sort of bummed that I didn't make one this year because I was trying to put out an album, you know, every year. Right. At least one, you know, Wow. but, um, that's tough. And, and yeah, it, I mean, but it, it should, it should commitment. be doable. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's absolutely, it is a commitment, but it should be doable. But I just, um, you know, uh, life change. Like when I had that in mind, life, life changed as far as like, you know, the sure. two kids situation. And, and so, 
you know, my the time I had to write music just got really chopped down. So it was like, yeah. So it's so it's tough, but I do want to. I want to put. I mean, I will put out an album next year. I want to put out two, but yeah. <laughs> I mean, the you know we're in a an industry now that rewards putting out more music. The fact, mm-hmm. like the faster you can put it out, the better. Was that ever part of it for you, or did you just want to do an album a year just because you have that much music? Um, well, I, I do have that much music, like on the backlog. It's always yeah. like, like I could even, I could even bring out songs that are four years old, and you know, just like yeah. I just need to see it through. You know, like right, yeah. It's not that the, I mean, it depends if I'd still like it, but like the material is there, but the I the work just needs I just got to put the work in and um right and so so yeah I mean I I do think yeah I definitely see that as a business thing it's you know, it's I mean it's it's important to keep things coming out all the time I mean that yeah I, I, see, yeah. I see that a lot with marketers nowadays and it's just like if I want to wait 3 months just leave me let me do it I don't want to put out a song a month that seems like I'm not going to rush something Sure. No, that's, that's, yeah, I feel that. I mean, every, and also like one time I put out an album, but like I put it out, but like I released each song like every two weeks. And then at the end, I just like added a couple songs to it and called it an album. And like, and it was, um, it honestly felt like almost too much for like my fan base at the time. Like it was like, each song wasn't building up enough excitement. Like, I really think that it's good to probably best to have like two months, at least for like a, to keep excitement. Yeah. Unless if you're so, unless if you get, you get it so dialed in and like your fans expect that it's like a song a week or something. And it's like, Oh, it's, Oh, it's, it's Friday. The song's coming out. Sure. You know, that, that would be awesome, but it would be extremely hard. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I think that's a lot of lower on the rung artists and independent artists feel like that. The, the, you got to put out a song a month kind of thing, but I see like the huge artists putting out a song three or four months at a time. You know what I mean? Like, or albums yeah. every, every couple of years. I mean, even an album a year is a lot. That's cause they have the, the fan base sustained, yeah. you know, they right. don't, they're not like they, they don't need to do the hustle as much, you know, at least I, it's, it seems that way. I mean, there are also just certain artists that, I mean, that, that's kind of the way, you know, we consume content. It's really quick and, but there are definitely artists with established fan base. I feel like don't really need to do that. And to be honest, yeah. like that's, that would probably be the preference, you know? I mean, you wouldn't yeah. have to feel as stressed. <laughs> do you, uh, do you prefer the album game or, or singles? As of right um, now, I mean, I like I like doing keeping singles going. Like, if mm-hmm. ideally, I'd have a single a month, and then like roll those singles into an album yeah. of like you know nine or ten songs, and so like you know half the album would be new and half the album would be right stuff you've released. Yeah, you know, because um, I feel that albums like there is something that has more weight to it. Like, even though a lot of people say they don't matter, but like, I mean, you know, it's all like, think about the way people consume music. Like a lot of times the way I consume it is I'll go to Spotify and I will listen to what's like in their top five or whatever, you know, which I kind of hate that I do that because I realize that means other people do that to me. And for me, for me, it's like my top five songs well, finally, I have like a an upbeat one in there, but for a long time it was like just five ballads, yeah. And like, and I like ballads. Don't get me wrong, but like, that's not what I how I think of myself completely. Like, I yeah, I don't I don't do a show of ballads, like you know. And so, <laughs> and so, uh, can I? That was yeah. Uh, can I ask you uh, something about just producing and or like even writing? Like, are ballads harder than up tempo stuff? You know what I Actually, mean? Actually, like, I, I think I find ballads to be easier to write. Okay. Um, maybe because I've, maybe they're a little easier to not be like cheesy. I don't know. Something yeah. uh, for me, for me anyways, it's like, um, also if I'm just sitting, 
probably the easiest way for me to write is with a guitar. And if I'm writing with a guitar, I'm either ballad to mid tempo. Right. The way I write fast songs is almost always is starting off with a drum beat or yeah. start like just, you know, starting from the production zone rather than yeah. a guitar zone. <clears throat> and, and so, yeah, so I, I think that, um, I do think they, they can be a little harder to write because sometimes they're less um, inspired lyrically. It's more like, let me, it, it doesn't, it, the lyrics sometimes like are, are less likely to come from an emotion and more oh, to come yeah. from like a, more to come from like a technique place. Like, yeah, yeah, all right, yeah. let me, let me think of an idea and like use my skills to write this song rather than right. have this song pour out naturally. Yeah. I, 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 I thought, I still think for a while, maybe I'm just because I'm not great at writing ballads um, because it's, I just think it's harder to make it, to keep it interesting. Maybe that's on the production side. You know what I mean? Like, like the mm. writing, the writing you can, you can obviously uh, mess, mess with the lyrics forever, but I, I think the lyrics are, you know, hold more weight and all that stuff. So, yeah. Um, you, wow. So you, you find it, you find it hard to keep it. It depends on what I don't know. I think it all depends. I think just like everything in this business, it all depends. Sure, sure, sure. I'm just thinking for me personally, like it doesn't change because it's like you can add when I'm thinking ballads, I'm thinking, oh, I could have like strings or you know, there's there's just still plenty of different options in my mind. I can yeah. see that it might be like you don't want to you want to keep it from being boring or something, like a sure. slow, boring song. Yeah, yeah. But but also like Man, there's some great boring. <laughs> I, I've I've been getting more into listening to um, music, like honestly, more a little bit more from like a functional standpoint. Like, like I'll listen to like play this playlist called like Lava Lamp, <laughs> and it's just like vibey music, and yeah. it's like it's not songs. It's just more like, and like that maybe would be yeah. if I was just listening to it, I might get might be bored. But if it's like if I'm just trying to like sit in something, right, right, right. you know, in a vibe um, or something. Yeah. 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 Then, uh, yeah. Work from that perspective. Um, well, we're coming up on it almost the end of the show here. And I got to ask you what your worst gig of all time was. <laughs> Cause everyone's got man. a story, man. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, honestly, <laughs> no, I mean, I definitely had, I had some bad ones. Which yeah. I think, Band or solo? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Either way. It was at... It was probably Philly. Um, my worst gigs... I mean, I, I can't write off the top of my head. I'm not thinking of any, like, of, like, the awkward and, like, funny funny stories. My yeah. worst gigs have just been the super depressing ones. Okay. Ones where it's just, like, you know, I haven't played in Philly. I'm going to take a chance. Or I played in Philly, but it's been a couple years. I'm going to take a chance. I get this gig, can't remember what it is. It's just this divey, like just nasty bar, which can be cool, but in this case, it wasn't. Huh. And and just like no one showed up. Like I think there yeah. was like three people that showed up. the The opening band was just like talking, like there, but just like talk, like talking. They also like didn't have many people show up, but they were just talking the whole time. And I remember just getting like so dark because it's just like. You know, I had this expect. I was like coming back. It'd been a while since I played in Philly, and I was like testing it out. I was like, sure, maybe this will work, you know. But it just totally didn't. And right. like, and I just, um, and I remember like, kind of like losing my mind a little bit. I st- I started like, well, now I do this sometimes at shows just for a joke. But I was like, but it wasn't a joke. I was like, take. I was like taking off my clothes, <laughs> 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 and like from just and like, I was. Talking about like relapsing and like all these, all these like, or wanting to. Yeah, and it yeah. was just like a really dark, but I just went sort of insane because I was just so. Right. I mean, honestly, what it comes down to, I was just, I was just so sad, but like sure. but that was the way it, that was kind of the way it manifested. Jesus. And so, um, I mean, I've had a, a, a couple of those, but that one always comes to my mind. <laughs> also, because there was like a couple people there that were big fans and like for those ones it just makes you feel like like kind of just humiliated you know yeah 
<laughs> like they came to see you at your best. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, totally. And you kind of totally. did deliver. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, but, you know, but I've had, I mean, I played so many shows. I've had, I know, you know, I've had, I've had an, a number of those and I sort of like wish I could think of a good, um, one that just like went awkwardly bad, you sure. know, but, but not because it's, those are the, those are the stories that are fun to hear. None, <laughs> not, none's coming to my mind right now. Yeah. It's weird. I try, I think my brain just blocks them off. So I don't remember them, but yeah, yeah, I mean, there's the you know early on plan to nobody but the bartender and mm-hmm. um, you know people asking you to leave because they want they'd rather hear the DJ, <laughs> all that shit. It's, I feel like yeah. that's happened to me like handfuls of times, but you know, I just want to remember the good ones. You know, yeah, yeah. I mean, you want to remember the ones that are that? Are, yeah, oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you probably do. You you probably remember the the great ones and. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, it's you know, it's a good memory. You know, I, I definitely remember. Oh yeah, I mean otherwise it is a it is a high stakes performing. Yeah. It, for for me and I think for most performers is like we, we do it, we love this and we place a lot of weight on it. It's like so that's what makes it it's just a high stakes. It's like major highs, major lows. Right. If if the show is rough and the thing is is it can be hard to hit a, hit the high because we can always nitpick on ourselves, but like Yeah. But um but you know, if it's, I mean, but but still, like, it feels great when when the when the crowd is there and with it, and everyone's like, you know, just in it. Like that's there's no, I mean, there's no greater high. But then, right, when it's when it's just a bum show, <laughs> I mean, it's it's just it's hard. It feels so I bad. Feel like, I feel like it hits, <laughs> feels like it hits deeper, man. I feel like it, when it when it goes badly, it's just like, oh, really? Okay. Well, it's it's kind of, it's like our dreams on display. It's like we're yeah. testing our we're testing it. We're like, is this this is what we what we dream to do, and is it working? And like that's that's the test, you know. So when right. when it works, it feels so good because we're yes, yeah. we're getting somewhere, we're succeeding, we're doing we're chasing that every time. Yeah, 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 and. I mean, and when it goes poorly, it's like you question everything. Yeah. Speaking of which, uh, you opened for Lawrence, the band. How was that? Yeah. Oh, man, that was awesome. Those guys, I've, I've opened for them like a few years ago, actually. But then um, they've been they've been really crushing it. And uh, yeah. so I opened for them in Boston last weekend. And then um, next month I'm doing one in Philly. <laughs> Speaking huh. of Philly, which I know will be much better. But I... Um, <laughs> Is that just you by yourself, or do you bring a band with that for that? Slot? I bring a band. Bring a band with that. Okay. When I'm, uh, yeah, I, I did some other openers this fall, and I was doing solo. I like playing both ways. I think I yeah. perform. I think I prefer um, band, but just barely. Yeah, I mean, you, you you can bring out you can bring out some things in your songs, you know, with the band. Yeah. That you, yeah, and you, and there's more flexibility performance wise, like yeah. With solo, you're just married to standing by the mic, you know, for the most part, and you know, and with yeah. with, uh, with a band, you know, you can, I can stop playing guitar, I can let them cover it and sure. do some stuff, you know. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, we're going to go see them on Saturday. They're coming to uh, Kentucky or Cincinnati, so we're going to go see them, Lawrence. Nice, and uh, I cannot fucking wait. That's awesome, and, man. Because like they are like. The the stuff they did with uh with John Bellion mm-hmm. is like, oh my God, that's so good. You don't it's so unique too, man. It's just Yeah. They're it's unique. So they're, yeah. Their show is their show is really solid. They they have it put together. But yeah, nice. it's, it's it's really good. You're gonna dig it. <laughs> awesome. Uh, awesome. I wish you were opening, man. Seriously. Yeah, that'd be great. I actually want I there was a few different options for the runs. I ended up going with the Northeast, but like I kind of wanted to do the because I think it's the Southeast they're doing. Yeah. They, I guess Cincinnati. They're doing Nashville and Birmingham. Wow. I, I like playing. I like playing the South, and I don't get to do it that much. Yeah, 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 definitely. I don't um, know if I've ever played K- Kentucky. No, I played there uh, once, Cincinnati. It would be it would be mu- it would be Cincinnati. Yeah, I don't know. If yeah, it there be was, Kentucky. Yeah, there was a music fest like years ago. I was in Cincinnati, maybe like ten years ago, but oh, yeah, hmm. I played there then. 
Yeah, this scene around here is. Uh, it's it's Wait, a little that's Ohio. <laughs> yeah, the scene around here is <laughs> is uh is like it, it, there's there's some R and B tendencies, but yeah, it's 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 cool. You know, you you yeah. would kill it. I mean, you actually I just said Cincinnati, which is not which is not Kentucky. So in that case, I don't think I've ever played <laughs> Kentucky. No, <laughs> I don't know where you would play in Kentucky. Uh, but um. Anyway, man, uh, thank you again for doing this. I really appreciate it. Yeah, man, great talking with you. It's really cool that you uh, that you wanted to do this and hang out. And uh, congrats on everything, man. I really, I'm really looking forward to everything you're you're gonna do. You know, yeah, th- no pressure, thank you. but come oh, on, I'm, I'm I'm keeping at it for sure. Thank <laughs> yeah. you, yeah, and I, and hopefully can meet you in, in uh, Kentucky, Nashville, Cincinnati, one of these I'm, days. Uh, I'm putting a, little, putting a little. I'm. I think I'm thinking about heading to New York next year. Actually. Oh really? Wow. Yeah. Nice. I'm, I might do a, some some weekenders. You know, maybe nice. something like that. Well, definitely. Anytime you're playing in New York, you you let I'll, me know. I'll let you know, man. I appreciate yeah. it. Um. Cool. Well, uh, th- so this is going to come out. I should have told you this maybe before we started, but I always forget. Uh, okay. This comes out next year, so January 5th is the first one. But so the, the, okay, this cool. this layer probably early February. Um. Is there anything you want to promote heading into um, next year? No, and I have no. I, I won't have anything other than there's nothing concrete, so I can't promote anything okay. that time. But the, I I wouldn't know, you know. Okay. I mean, I I, I plan. Hopefully, God, I hope I have a song coming out in February. But <laughs> I just I don't yeah. know what it's going to be. So <laughs> that's that's fun. That's totally perfect. Um. Cool, man. Well, uh, thanks again for doing this. I really appreciate it. Thanks for listening to Mad Sound Radio. 